Well, happy Mother's Day, guys. Hey, if you're a mother, would you please stand to your feet? We want to honor you this morning. Come on. Come on. Y'all got to do better than that. Let's go. Look at all these mothers. Come on. Look at all these mothers. Uh-uh, stay standing up. You ain't sitting down yet. You ain't sitting down yet. Come on, if you are around these mothers or you're by them, extend your hands toward them, Father. We just thank you, Lord, for these moms. God, we just pray right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, a good measure pressed down, shaken together. Father, we pray, God, that these mothers get some rest today. Lord, that they get spoiled, rotten today. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name because without our mothers, none of us would be here. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just commit this day to you. Lord, I just pray a fresh infilling over these mothers this morning. God, I pray a fresh presence of your peace over them this morning, God. I pray your patience over them, God. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we love you so much. And everyone agreed and said amen. Amen. Hey, come on, let's give it up for our moms one more time. Right on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So we want to honor all the mothers today. Whether you're a mother a grandmother, a great-grandmother. You know, the older I get, I realize why they call them grandmothers. Amen? Amen? Maybe you're an aunt taking care of your nieces and nephews. Maybe that's what motherhood looks like for you. Maybe you're in the process of trying to become a mother. Maybe you've been trying to become a mother for a long time and you haven't been successful, we applaud you and we honor you today. Amen. We applaud you and we honor you today. And I understand that today can be a day of mixed emotions for some people. I understand. I get it. Maybe your mother's not here. And today's extremely difficult for you. And I understand that. Maybe you've lost a child and this Mother's Day just looks totally different to you. We understand that. I want you to know that we honor you today. We love you and we're praying for you. Amen. We love you and we're praying for you. And I want to honor my wife, the mother of our children right here. Um, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, I'm just grateful to be able to, to spend my life with her and how she raises our children and, and, and honestly how she loves our children. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big deal because uh, I haven't always been a great parent. I mean, let's be honest, it wasn't even really a good one. <laughs> um, but, but I'm grateful to be a part of, of raising my children with you. So thank you. I love you. I love you. <clears throat> Can I tell you that the closest thing that you can get to God on this earth? Come on, somebody. The closest thing you can get to God on this earth is your mother. Amen. Amen. God loves us unconditionally. And so does your mother. Amen. I got conditions. I'm just telling y'all right now. I will hurt you. I will put my hands on you. She don't. She
He loves unconditionally. Mothers love unconditionally. I know my mom loved me unconditionally. I'm going to tell y'all, I couldn't do no wrong according to my mama. <laughs> Amen. And I've, I've watched the way my mama loved us, and I've watched the way my wife loves our children. Can I tell you the closest thing that you can get to agape love, unconditional love, the love of God, is a mother's love. Amen? It's the closest thing you can get to agape love on this earth is a mother's love for her children. Amen? Amen. Come on, I'm telling y'all the truth. We honor you for that. Can we honor them for that? Thank you. And I want to tell you this. The other thing is mothers know everything. I'm telling you, it's called a mother's intuition for a reason. You think your mom don't know? She does. I'm telling y'all youngins right now, if she knows. Mothers are the most omniscient thing you can get on this earth that is as close to. I'm telling y'all this. Listen, God knows everything and so does your mama. I'm just telling you. I don't know how mothers know, but they do. We'll be somewhere. We'll be doing something and I'll be sitting over like this on my own. I'll be like, and Tara will look at me. She'll go. I'm like, what? She's like, I know you're fixing to do something stupid. And I'm like, how does she know? I'm not kidding. I'm just sitting over minding my own business contemplating some silly stuff. And she's like, don't do it. Don't do it. How does she know that? Can I tell you mothers know things that dads don't? Thank you. Can we honor them for that? Because I'm going to tell you, there's some things going on I don't want to know about. <laughs> All right? For real, things, they know things. We honor you mothers for giving everything of yourself. Come on, can we do that? Can we honor them for that? That little, that little body you once had, <laughs> giving everything of yourself, the hours of no sleep. Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. The hours of no sleep, the sacrifices, the tears, taking care of babies all night long and then having to do it all over again and all over again and getting up and going to work and, and wiping snotty noses and changing diapers and, and giving everything of yourself and then having to do it all over again and, and you got snot stains all over your clothes and you just might as well just give up for the first three or four years. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. Hallelujah. Amen. But more importantly is the prayers. We honor you today, mothers, and every day for that matter, because you're the strength. You guys are the backbone of the family. Amen. And you multiply, and you multiply. Think about this in strength. You don't multiply in weakness. You multiply in strength. Dad gives you his last name, and you give him four little kids with their last name. Come on, somebody. They multiply in strength. Dad gives you 
a house and y'all make it a home. Amen. And we honor you for that today. We love you and we honor you today, mothers, for all that you do. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Watch this, guys. Watch this. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. The reason that it extends your life is we as parents will kill you. If you don't honor us. If you, if you don't, there's a real chance. I'm just telling you, if you don't honor. Honor. Listen to this, guys. Listen, it's a commandment. Remember, one of the top ten commandments is to honor your mother. Amen? It's to honor your mother, honor your parents. How we treat our parents really does matter to God. The Bible says it's the first commandment with a promise. If you do this, this is what you'll get. Amen? It really does matter to God. So much so, listen, that he said it will be well with you and you will live long if you honor your parents. Amen? So indicating to me that if you don't honor your parents, you're not going to, it's not going to be well with you. Amen? And you're not going to live a long life. That's what it indicates to me when I read that, right? It's really a remarkable thing, guys. Listen, that there are several stern warnings that children who mistreat their parents and dishonor, you know, by their lives and, and by the way they live and the things that they do and the way that they treat their parents, that they will suffer great, great consequences. Amen. Amen. So the question I want to ask you this morning, are you the kind of daughter that you want to raise? Are you the kind of son that you want to raise? Amen? That's a tough one. So the question is, how do you honor your mother? How do you honor your mother? And this won't take me long at all, guys. It's a simple message that I want to share with you this morning. I want to share with you about seven ways that we can honor our mother. Y'all okay with that? Amen. Y'all ready? Number one, love your mother unconditionally. Amen. Love your mother unconditionally, no matter what. The way that you love, uh, honor your mother is to love her unconditionally. Love her unconditionally. Love her when she's young and love her when she's old. Amen. Love her when she has so much to give and she just keeps on giving and giving and giving and giving. You love her when she has so much to give and then you love her for giving you the, the best years of her life. Amen? Come on, somebody. You love her for giving you the best years of your life. Everything that she has, she gives to you. She lays down her life for you. And you love her unconditionally. You love her when she has something to give and you love her when she has nothing to offer. Amen. You love your mother unconditionally. You're commanded to love her unconditionally. Second, hug her affectionately. Hug her affectionately. You know, there's a bumper sticker that you see every once in a while on cars sometimes. Tell me if y'all have seen it. 
It's a bumper sticker you see every now and again on a car. It says, have you hugged your kids today? Y'all not talking about it? Anybody ever seen that? I think we should make one of those and put them on our teenagers' doors and say, have you hugged your mama today? Amen. Have you hugged your mama today? <laughs> and all the parents of teenagers said, amen. Come on. Have you hugged your mama today? Because it's amazing how we can take for granted that our mother knows that we love her. Amen. But we are not to only love our mothers unconditionally. Listen to this. We are to hug her and love her affectionately. We are to let her know because you know why? Listen, guys, they need it. Where's my mom's at? Where's my mama's at? Because y'all need it. Y'all need it. Right? Tell her that you love her. See, we live in a different time than we did when I was growing up. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We live in a different time. We understand that there are just certain things that you don't say to your mama. Come on, y'all. We understand there's certain things you just don't say to your mama. And if you said something to your mother that wasn't quite right, there was going to be grave consequences. <laughs> Amen? You don't just get up and tell your mama anything that's on your mind. I'm speaking to the youngins right now because I remember getting popped in my mouth one time. Huh? I remember, I remember getting popped in my mouth one time, and I'm not recommending you do that. But what I am telling you is it made a very great impression on me. <laughs> Amen? I am not recommending you do that, but I promise you it made a very great impression on me. I was a teenager and my mama got on my nerves. Huh? I was a teenager and my mama got on my nerves. Where y'all at? I just opened up my mouth and said something so disrespectful to her. And I don't even know where it came from, dude, out of nowhere. I ain't kidding y'all. Look, the next thing I remember is the side of my face feeling numb. <laughs> my pops come up there. He says, don't you ever speak to your mama like that. Boy, I'll take you out in the yard and tear you up. <laughs> come on, somebody. I'm telling you. I remember it. I remember it. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. Y'all can criticize that. You can do whatever you want to. But I'm going to tell you something. It taught me a respect for my mama that I still have to this day. I'm just telling you. If I think about it long enough, I can still hear my ears ringing. <laughs> Hug them affectionately. Hug them affectionately. If you're around your mother, just reach over and give her a hug right now. Come on. Come on. Y'all ain't too cool for school. Stop acting like, you know what? If you're by your mama, reach over and give her a hug right now. Yeah. Amen. Come on. Say, say, I love you. Say, I love you, mama. Tell them. Love her unconditionally. Listen, hug her affectionately. This is how you honor your mother. Listen, this is how you honor your mother, by understanding her sympathetically. Check this out. Understand her sympathetically. Can I tell you, women go through a lot of changes. Mothers go through a lot of changes. They wear so many hats. They cook. They clean. They judge. They make peace. They're referees, they're sounding boards, they're accountants, they're lawyers. Amen. Come on, somebody. Listen, they wear so many hats, they got to take care of their husband. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. They wear so many hats. They do so much. And we need to appreciate the great job that mothers do for us every single day of their life. Come on, can we give them a round of applause for that? We appreciate you mothers for everything you do for us every single day of your life. We need to understand them sympathetically. We need to have something in our heart, guys, listen, that is so accommodating and so sympathetic for our mothers. And not just treat ugly and, you know, do this after you've gotten, you know, everything you can from them as as they're getting older. You know what? We're to be extremely sympathetic with our mothers. Understanding sympathetically our mothers is a way that we honor them. Amen? We understand them sympathetically. Listen to this. Next, you listen to her attentively. Listen to her attentively. Husbands want undivided attention. (laughs) I guess I ain't got no husbands in here today. Husbands want undivided attention. Amen. Children want undivided attention when something's wrong. If something's hurt, they want undivided attention. You don't listen to me. Right? They want our undivided attention. I love the story in the Old Testament. Look at this story right here in in 2 Kings 4.19. There's some trouble going on with one, of the, with one of the kids. He was out in the field, and he's working with his dad. And he said to his father, look at this. He said, he said my head, my head, something's wrong. They think, some of the scholars think he was having a, a heat stroke or something at that time is what they believe. But, but the dad was working beside him. And look at this. It's a classic. The dad's working beside him because he says, my head, oh, my head. He says, man, you better take him to his mama. Come on, some look at. He's working with him, and, and he comes up. He says, "My head, my head." He said, and as he tells the sermon, he said, "Man, you better carry him to his mama. Get this guy going, y'all. Listen." <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Take him to his mama. When there's a problem, who do they call? Okay, thank you. When there's a problem, please take him to his mama. I don't want no part of that. Guess who they want to listen to? Yes, attentively. When there's a problem, guys, listen. What do you do in your house when there's trouble? <laughs> you want to find mama. Tell mama. Tell mother. Oh, my gosh, the wheels are falling off. Tell mother. Don't tell him. He's a, don't tell him. He, ain't gonna, he don't care. Come on. Go find your mama. He said, look, I don't, I, he, don't, he don't care. Listen, somebody could be bleeding to death. And they come running up, and I'm watching a football game. Listen, I don't care. Put a Band-Aid on it. Y'all good? Go you better go find your mama. <laughs> It'd be all right. Listen, mother is so attentive. Amen? Mother is so attentive. Mother is there. She's concerned. Every single detail of your life, she cares about. And in return, we are to honor our mother by listening attentively. Amen? By listening to them attentively. Someone said this. When you're old enough to know the answers, no one asks the questions. When you are old enough to know the answers, no one asks the question. The older people get, 
the wiser they get. Come on, somebody. Listen, they know more than you know, you little 20, 30-something-year-olds. You, you've had one little kid, and, and, and they've done birth like seven or eight of them over here, and, and you're afraid you can't even leave your little darling with them for an hour while you go have dinner with your husband. Listen to your mama. She knows what she's talking about. Amen? I, listen to them. And even if you don't agree with them, make them feel valuable. Amen? If you don't agree with them, because times have changed, I get it, but make them feel valuable. Make them feel that way, that, that, that what they say is important. Listen to them attentively. Amen? Because they listen to you attentively, right? From the times you cried at 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, oh, yeah, they listen to that because mothers have this thing. You hear a little sniffle. You're like, oh, baby. Baby, sorry. They listen to you attentively. They listen to you. So you listen to them attentively. From the times you cried all your life, you talked to mom about your challenges. You talked to your mother about your problems. You talked to your mother about your greatest victories. And now maybe they're in a season, right, where they need you to listen to them attentively. Amen. Next way to honor your mother, help her cheerfully. Help her cheerfully. Mothers are the greatest helpers in the world. Amen. Mothers do things that money cannot pay people to do. They pick up things on the bathroom floor that nobody's even going to come near. Amen. Like, why is it that when men are going to the bathroom, they can walk their way right out of their underwear? For real. And then they do this little thing and try to flip it up and catch it. And my, look at all the men. Everybody's laughing. I see y'all laughing because all of y'all are doing it. Y'all did that, didn't you? Y'all did that. Mothers are the greatest helpers in the world. They're amazing because they will do anything. Don't act like she's a bother. Help her cheerfully. Amen? Don't act like she's a bother when they ask you for something that's an inconvenience to you maybe. But help her cheerfully. Love her unconditionally. Hug her often. Affectionately. Love your mother affectionately. Understand her sympathetically. I remember hearing this story of a lady. It's, it's funny. Her name's Darlene Bishop. Listen to this. She had a she had this speech that she was given at her church, and she's a, she's a, a profound speaker. She's from Kentucky, and, and her husband was gone out of town, and she was going to preach at their church that morning. She had to get the babies dressed. And she got them dressed, and she said that she used to dress them in these big pageant dresses all the time. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like these pageant dresses with the bows and the, the sparkles all over them. And, and, and she's, she's getting the, the kids dressed. And, I mean, they're dressed to the T. They're all, you know, dolled up and everything. And just like mothers know, you get the, the kids dressed. Now you got to hurry up and get dressed. Amen. And then you pray that they don't spill something on them. You pray they don't spill something on them while you're trying to get dressed. So she had, she had got both of the girls dressed. Listen, she gets out the door with her two kids, and they're, they're in the car, and they're on the way to the church, and she, she has just enough time to get to the church service. And as they're pulling up to the church, she, she said when they pulled in the church parking lot, the youngest daughter, two and a half years old, the youngest daughter looks up, spokes up, and says, Mommy, you forgot to put my panties on. 
truth. She's like, oh my gosh. She said, that is the most rambunctious little girl you have ever seen in your life. She says she's lifting her dress, doing all this stuff, running all over, cartwheels if she has the opportunity. She's like, there is no way this kid is going to set steel during this service. There is no way. So she turns to the older sister. (laughs) And she said, take your panties off and give them to your younger sister. And the older sister went nuts. Mama, no, please don't make me do that. Please don't make me do that. She said, you have never seen a child sit so still in a church service. Say she was like a mannequin. Say she sat there like a mannequin. Can I tell you, these are the kinds of issues that your mama deals with all the time. Amen. They can figure stuff out that men are just too dumb to fix. I would have never thought of that. Amen. Those are the kind of issues your mama deals with all the time. Come on, somebody. Say amen. Amen. There we go. They try so hard to do everything for everybody. And we we need to help our mothers. Listen, here's a big word. Cheerfully. Amen. Come on. Cheerfully. Don't act like you're doing them a big favor because you're giving them some money or something or or helping them out financially or whatever it is. They took care of you all your life. Amen. And this is how you honor your mother. Remember her gratefully next. Remember her gratefully. Can I tell you something? Little things mean a lot to moms. Just a phone call. Just a text. Something. Just a call to say, you know what, you matter. You're important enough to me to reach out to you. You've given so much to me, mama. I love you. You see, it makes her feel good. You know what? She wants to feel like somebody appreciates her. She wants to feel like she's loved. Amen? She gave you the best years of her life. Come on. And the way that you honor her is by gratefully remembering her. Giving her those phone calls, those, those invitations, things that you, you, you'll you never, ever, ever forget. Listen, you let her know gratefully that you remember her, how well she taught you, how well she trained you, how much she loved you, how excellent your mother cared for you. Always doing something that we're gratefully remembering our mothers with. Amen? Come on, y'all. You know, it's the way we honor her. If you're sitting by your mother, tell her thank you. If you're sitting by by your mother, tell her thank you. Amen. And lastly, we must remind her how much she's needed constantly. How much she's needed constantly. You see, it it hurts a mom to feel that she's no longer needed. Y'all follow me? I'm almost done. You know, there's nothing that the enemy would love more than to tell a mom as she moves into her golden years, maybe her husband's passed, he's not with her anymore, the kids are grown, and the enemy would love to whisper to her that you're not necessary. Your life is over. Nobody has time for you. That's a lie. That's a lie. And we have to constantly remind our mothers how much they're needed Constantly. Amen. 
when she can't work. She is still needed because she can pray. Because she can pray. It thrills her when you call her and ask her for the recipe. Amen? It's never going to taste as good as mama made it because she really don't know the recipe anyway. She's just throwing stuff in there. But it thrills her when you call her and ask her for the recipe. <laughs> it sounds so unimportant to some people. but That's how we honor our moms. But I'm telling you, the older that someone gets, the more we need to show and remember and honor and let them know constantly how valuable they are and how much we love them. Amen? Amen. What mothers need most is to know that their children love and honor God. In 1820, yeah, come on, 1820. I want to tell you this story. I want to, in 1820, there was a man by the name of Peter Richley. He was, has, has perhaps the, the strangest survival story ever told. This is a true story, guys. The strangest survivor, survival story in human record. Peter Richley got on a ship in 1820 to sail from England to Australia. This is a true story. Listen, along the journey across the ocean, the ship encountered a problem and sank. It went all the way under and everyone perished. But a man by the name of Peter Richley. While he was floating in the water, a second ship happened to come along. They saw something in the water. They pulled up. Lo and behold, it was Peter Richley and they rescued him. The next day they encountered a storm. And the second ship sank. The second ship sank. But there happened to be a third ship. And Peter Richley was rescued by the third ship. But something happened along the journey. And the third ship, guys listen, this is a historical record. I know some of y'all are Googling Peter Richley right now. Feel free to do it because I'm telling you the truth. I Googled it. It's in there. <laughs> okay. 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 We're get a, all right then, I guess. I guess. If that's, if that's, that's what we're doing on Mother's Day, then that's what we're doing on Mother's Day. He acts like he just got dedicated to the Lord or something. Google it. It's a true story. True story. So the third ship sinks. <laughs> but there came a fourth ship. And it found that one man in the water. Now, my thing is this. <laughs> if I was the fourth ship and I went to pick him up, I would probably start questioning this character. Like, you have a ship sinking problem, bruh. I don't know if I want you on my... You've, that's what I would do. Maybe he's, you know, sinking these boats on, on purpose or something. But he wasn't. It was just a freak thing. Listen, the fourth ship bailed him out of the water and rescued him. Come on, y'all. Y'all going to help me preach? Listen. Listen. But while they're on their journey to Australia, the fourth ship sinks. And the fifth ship comes along and picks him up out of the water. Now I know y'all are really wanting to Google this. Because the fifth ship sank. And a sixth ship Picked him up. Google it. I'm telling you. The sixth ship picked him up. 
And it was called the city of Leeds, L-E-E-D-S, because of its origin out of, out of England, coming out of, you know, British Columbia. It was, it was called the city of Leeds. The crew pulled him out of the water, gave him warm clothes. They fed him. He told them all about his very peculiar story. Okay? He's telling them all this stuff and what had happened. And they're a few days from the harbor of Australia, from the harbor of Sydney, Australia. The captain come to him and he says, sir, would you please do us a favor? And Peter Richley says, I will do anything for you. You guys have saved my life. Amen. The captain said, when we started this journey many weeks ago, he said, there was an old mother on this boat who won the hearts of the entire crew. She loved on every one of us. She knew every person on the crew. She knew all the men. She had a ticket going to Australia, but she became ill about a week ago, and she has been so feverish that she is on the brink of death, and we don't think she's going to make it to Australia. She's down to nothing. She hasn't eaten. She's burning up with fever. She's so frail that she's not going to make it. And the captain said, would you, because the whole time, that they're on this ship. She's been ill and sick and delirious and out of her mind with fever, and she's been praying the whole time, oh, Lord, please just let me see my son one more time. Oh, Lord. And she's in and out of consciousness. One more time, just let me live to see my son one more time. I beg you, Lord, I beg you. He says she goes in and out of almost, you know, a coma-like thing. And, and, but, but that's the prayer. Every time she comes around, she's praying, Lord, let me see my son. And the crew loved her so much. But she knows all of them. He said, but she won't know who you are because we just picked you up out of the ocean. Would you pretend to be her son so she can leave this world in peace? He said, of course I will. He walked in, the captain kind of pushing him along. He looked. And there was a silver-haired, frail little old woman there, burning up with fever. And it was obvious that she was at the point of death. But under, the, under her breath, she was praying, Oh God, please let me see my son one more time. And suddenly, when Peter Richley looked into the eyes of that frail little old silver-haired woman, it was his mother, Sarah Richley. It was his mother, Sarah Richley, who had not seen him in 10 years. True story. Look it up. And she had made a decision to somehow go see her son one more time. And I believe the only reason that five ships sinking couldn't take him down, the storm couldn't destroy him, is we are never to underestimate the power of a praying mother. Amen. We are never to underestimate the power of a praying mother. It will get you through any storm. It will get you through any crisis. It will get your family through any kind of stormy weather that they're going through. The power of a praying mother. Come on, give our mom some praise up in here. Hallelujah. The power of a praying mother. I know in our family, when there's trouble in our home, we run to mama. Pray for us. Pray for our children because we should never underestimate the power of a praying mother. When she can't work anymore, 
When she can't give anymore, when she can't serve anymore, when she can't do things for you anymore, when she is too old to any of this. Listen, I want to tell you something, guys. When she can't do any of these things, there's power in the prayers of a godly mother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we give God a big shout of praise in here if you know I'm preaching the truth right now? The power of a praying godly mother. And there's things that should have taken you out. There's things that should have taken you out. There's no reason why you're still here today except God answered the prayers of your mama. And here you are at Restoration Church. Hallelujah. Come on. And the greatest way that we can honor God is to give our hearts and our life to Jesus Christ. Amen. When Jesus hung on that cross, when Jesus hung on that cross, John chapter 19, look at this. It says, now there stood by the cross of Jesus who? His mother. His mother and his mother's sister. Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother, Jesus saw his mama and the disciple whom he loved, which was John. He was standing by. He said to his mother, woman, behold your son. And then he said to John, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Amen. He said, John, take care of my mama. He modeled for us what it was like to honor our mother. He said, I've got work to finish. And I've got to finish the will of God, but I ain't doing it with my origin of flesh sitting right there watching me. Amen. He said, John, you take care of my mama. I got work to do. Mm. Even in his own pain, he didn't forget to honor his mother. You can honor your mother and her prayers by accepting her God and her Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to honor the Lord and honor the prayers of your praying mama in just a minute. But first, I want all the mothers to stand to their feet one more time for me. Stand to your feet for me one more time. We want to honor you today. Come on. We want to honor you today. And Father, I just pray right now for every mother here today. God, I pray, Father, Lord, right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, we thank you so much for our mothers. Lord, as you were dying on a cross and you gave us an example of how we're to honor our mothers. God, may we never forget that, Father. So we honor every mother in this place today, God. Father, I pray for them right now, God. I pray for their families right now, God. And I pray, Father, that you just bless them today, God, and every single day of their life, Lord Jesus. And Father, we thank you for our mothers right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give it up for our mothers in here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now everybody else, stand to your feet for us in here this morning. We're going to end with a song, but if you're in here and you're saying, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I don't know that I'm ready to stand before God. Come on. 
No moving around here. Give me one more minute. Give me one more minute. This is very important. You say, I don't know I'm ready to stand before God. I don't know that I'm right with God. As a matter of fact, deep down in my heart, I know that I'm not right with God. I know the only thing that kept me alive, the car wreck that might have killed me, the drugs would have destroyed me, the party I went to, I probably should have ended up in prison. Matter of fact, I probably should be there. Amen? But the only thing that kept me afloat was a praying mother. 